are whispering in his ear. Jethro's a lion there fighting happy hydraulics in the air so the guys can play orange shoes and Lamont is whispering in his ear. The other two guys say, I know he's telling them he shouldn't be doing this because he can get hurt. We might miss and hit him in the head with a horseshoe or we might hit him in the belly or break one of his legs or worse yet, one of us scores a ring. That horseshoe lopes around the hydraulics. Lamont comes walking back, and that guy said, Were you trying to talk about it? I didn't think we'd get him doing the first. Lamont says, Relax, y'all. Relax. I was just telling him dirty stories to keep him ten hood. Really? I said, Yeah, look at this. He said, Oh, yeah, that sounds a lot better. in Barcelona, in Spain. And while I speak Spanish, I didn't speak the dialect that they were speaking. You know, like you think just because you can speak a lingo, you can go to the country. But let me tell you something. When you get out in the countryside there, they don't speak like, hola, Paco, que tal, como esta? It's not that kind of Spanish. I mean, and so I went like a couple of days. Oh, the person I talked to was like the hotel guy. You know, he spoke in broken English. But I wanted to have, like, a real discussion. You know, there I was, recovering from my divorce from Estelle. I figured a European tour, but, you know, I was lonely. Well, I heard that there was, like, uh, some Americans staying in the place. And I, I you know, I, I'm not normally forward, because I like my privacy, too. But I went upstairs, banged on the door. I said, excuse me. I hate to intrude. I know you people are on vacation. But have you noticed, isn't it crazy there's nobody speak English to around here? Yeah. It's terrible. That's bad, yeah. I said, it's horrible. That's your not bad, Ebra. And so thank God I met you. Well, I've been in Ebra, bro. That's what we need to do all the way through the song, man. That's it. 
That's all of them. Have you been to the bullfights? Now, that's what's happening. I like it. I think it's happening. That's going to be the thing. What is that, bullfighting? That's going to be about the moonwalking, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, it's great to talk to another American. It is great to talk. Hey, uh, you, you watch the way the bullfighters go at these things. I mean, they're like 120-pound guys going against, like, uh, what are they? Wait, are they? You know, 6,000-pound bulls. Bad man. It's tough, eh? That is bad man, bad. It is out of sight. Yeah. You ain't never done, I've never done on a record before. What, what's that? That's bad. Bro. What, the bullfighting? That is bad. Believe yeah. me. Yeah, I believe you. Believe me. <laughs> believe me, that's bad. Hey, look, believe me. I believe you. What about the picadillos? You know the way they go in there and they stick the bull in the side with the with those, like, what do you call them? Uh, I forget. It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Mm -hmm. Hot in this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. Really? I was equally, I was equally impressed. What about the dancers? Huh? You like them dances, them little cinnamonies? Yeah. You know, I was thinking if I could speak the lingo, I'd put the old, uh, the old Fifth Avenue moves on the babe. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I hear you, brother man. Yeah? What you got there? Well, you know, I get some stuff. You know what? We got a thing. You know what? What's that? You can do a series of these things. Well, great. Maybe we can go out and have a drink. We have dinner together tonight. Would that be sweet? Yeah. I tell you what. Have you tried the, uh, the picante sauce? It's damn hot. It is hot. I mean, it'll burn you. It'll burn you. Yeah, I wish they'd play some other kind of music. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I like the local culture and flavor and everything, but, you know, I kind of miss, uh, kind of miss the Funkadelic, to be honest with you. But, anyway, do you mind if I walk around with you and your family and, uh, because, you know, it's nice to see all these traditional buildings. Now, look at this. What is this? The Chapel de San Pietro. These people, you know, they have a tremendous heritage and a tremendous culture. Don't you agree? Um, oh, to, to get the true sense of greatness, yeah. the only thing we man, he has his prerequisites, his application has been accepted to the College of Greatness, and only the tenure of time in serving, uh -huh. whether he comes out with a four-point average or not, will remain to be seen. Well, Shakespeare says some men are born great, others achieve greatness, and others have greatness thrust upon them. If he can make the combination of the three, then he's immortal. Well, uh, well put. Hey, uh, hard to believe this church has been standing here, though, for six centuries, isn't it? Unbelievable. That is unbelievable, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm going to talk and see if I get us, like, a souvenir uh, program guide. I tell you what, don't leave me, all right, because i got nobody to talk to. Let me, I'm going to get a program guide. I'll be right back, okay? I'm going to chill out. All right. Yeah. All right. Do this and do a little of that. Uh, yeah, but look at this and look at that, uh, you know. Play some cards, drink some water, take a nap, wake up, get ready. I'll be, I'll be here. I got a lot of things to do. <laughs> All right, well, great. I'll be right back. Uh, Senoro, por favor, programo. Don't go away, y'all. I'll be right back, okay? Don't go away. Need a program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got here? Drachmish rubles. Hey, just uh, here's a handful of change. Take what you need, right? Yeah, I tell you what, you know, I feel like, I, I feel so helpless here, you know, I don't know what's going on, I don't know whether I'm getting, uh, reamed or not. What do you feel like? I mean, is, is there a pet peeve you have when you travel Europe? Uh, All you copycats out there! Yeah? Get off of my chip! Get off of your chip. Am I on your chip? I realized I was on your chip, I'm sorry. Anyway, bullfight's about to begin, so, uh, you ready to go in? A long distance call to the States. Uh, any messages you want me to give to anybody? Uh, uh, your mama. Just your mama? 
That's it. You want me to say, uh, wish you were here? Come on. Not the uh, miss you and just your mama? That's right. I said your mama. All right. But I don't know if Western Union will send something like that. Uh, Western... Your mama. I, uh, I got it already. Is it Y-O... M-A-M-A. -A. Your mama. Uh, so, so is it your or your? Are we speaking in vernacular? That's right. I said your mama. Ah, so be your mama. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be right back. Uh, hold my place for me, okay? And, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> hours later, still engaged in animate discussion, the Grease and his new friend are sitting there in the bullfights, watching and complimenting the Matador on a brilliant performance. And, 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 and you snatched lightning out of a jaws. You took the, the possible out of the impossible. You snatched victory out of the jaws of defeat. Yeah, and, and, and I think you did great, too. And I think, well, that, truly, that was history. You heard it there. Well, you're all right. Let me get a word in. Changing the way Washington talks. It's the Grease Man. <laughs> On DC 101. It's 19 minutes after 8 o'clock here at DC 101. What's your favorite sport? Tell me. Yeah, I want them. Ah, they got it at Marvin Sports City, huh? Hey, you're a bowler? They got the bowling balls. Uh, you like golf? The clubs, uh, the cleats, the softball. They got the balls, the uniforms, the bats, the shmeem. Basketball, they got the basketballs. Uh, the shorts, the other. Tennis, oh, they got the rackets. Darts, hey, they got the darts. But just because his legs don't work, don't mean his mind isn't razor sharp. Until one day, tired of crime, tired of a life of inactivity, the wheelchair warrior spent every available cent, every available second in his workshop, supercharging his wheelchair. Big, wide, racing ovals. Nitrous oxide. For super fast acceleration. A parachute in the back for when he has to stop. Two machine guns under each armrest. Rocket launcher. I mean, this thing is bad, brother. Helmet with visor. They call him Wheelchair Warrior. Well, en route to the shopping mall to buy a pack of camels. Wheelchair Warrior's cruising down the street. Gets to the shopping center and sees his sight that makes his blood run cold. There's some slob parked in a handicapped spot. That's when he flips up the safety guards and the two red buttons on each armrest. He sits there waiting for the guy to come back. He comes running out of the place and you say, Hey, what are you doing in the handicapped space? The guy says, Oh, uh, he sees you sitting there in the wheelchair. He says, Sorry, I uh, just had to run in there for a minute. I uh, they just had to run in there for a minute. Yeah. But maybe I just feel like gutting you down for a minute. Ah! You watch him as he writhes to the pavement. Last time he'll park in a handicapped space. Just that a squad car pulls in behind you. The lawman leads out the window and says, Hey, we warned you! We warned you! That's when you hit the nitrous oxide. And take off! With that lawman in hot pursuit! You know you're not supposed to go on the bellway, but you figure, what the hell? You've already gunned somebody down in the supermarket. What's one more charge of riding a wheelchair on the beltway? So you hit him with all your words. That lawman is hot in the 
not to track you down, but you haven't really done anything. What is he on your case for? You look in the rear view, and he's still back there. He's got that squad car wide open. You hit the nitrous oxide. Then you realize, uh, you hate to do it, but you, you hit the special switch on your wheelchair that drops the oil slick. Yeah, you wait till you come around a curve. That lawback comes around a curve, and it's like, holy, what the hell's going on here, boy? turn around there. You're so busy cackling and laughing that you ran him off the road that you lose control. But now you're going too fast to stop. You go slinging through the air. Your fuel tanks explode. Right through the front window of a department store. Yeah. You go rolling into a corner. They're dazed. Flames licking at the store. The manager of the store comes running over to you and says, Look, yeah, I don't mind uh, that you crashed through my plate glass window. And I don't mind uh, that you've set $50,000 worth of fur coats on fire. I don't mind that your wheelchair has smashed my favorite mural on the wall. Uh, none of that made me mad. Uh, but your colostomy bag hit me in the square between the shoulder blades. Now, that's got me a little upset. It's Get the on. Grease Man on Washington's hey. number one rock and roll radio station. Oh, sweet, sweet. DC 101. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing but flowers. 29 before 10 o'clock with the Grease Man for 321 DC 101. That's the long distance line. Hello. How about the couple? Yeah, but the keyboard. Good morning. Good morning. You're calling without warning. Hey, Grace. Yeah, buddy. I got two new grips for you. Uh huh. One of them's the musket. The musket. I've done that one. Next. The musket with the Q-tip. Yeah, musket with the Q-tip's been done. Man. The wild rodeo. The wild rodeo, like last. Grip with one hand. Yeah. With the other hand up in the air. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. There. Sweet. We'll call that Bronco Bustin'. Bronco. Bronco Bustin'. That's it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Okay, Grease. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, good morning. Yeah. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. I've listened for you to you for three years from Baltimore, and I love you. Thanks. You're very kind. You calling from Baltimore? Sure am. Well, I appreciate the kind dedication. I was wondering if you could call my brother. What's his problem? He's in the hospital. Oh, what's wrong with him? Um, he has leukemia. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and he had chemotherapy last week, and this week he's in with antibiotics because he's got an infection, and he's real depressed. All right, no problem. Put you on hold. I'll get the number and call him. Thank you. Okay, hang on a second. Yeah, you see? No catching today. You think you got problems, you don't have problems. 101, hello. Hi, Grease Man. Hi, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I feel double bold today. I feel double bold. Uh, listen, I have a uh, daughter here. Her name's Kelly. Yes. And she's five years old. And she's just a little girl. Yes, and she loves you to death. And she says, hobble to hobble to hobble. And she would like very much if you could talk to her. All right, sure. Put her on, but don't but turn the radio down so she doesn't get confused, okay? Okay, I will. Listen to her. What a little bundle of joy. Whoa. Okay, come here, Kelly. Come here. You got to talk to Grace. Here, say hi to him. Hi. Hi, little honey pie. Hi, little honey. <laughs> 
Listen to the giggle girl. Listen to the giggle girl. What a little wiggle girl. What a little giggle. Yeah. And you say, oh, that's nice. And you say, oh, that's sweet. All right, that's the problem I have. I can visit you someday. You can, yeah, sure. One day we'll meet you and we'll say hello and I'll give you a little pinch on the cheek because you're so cute. All right, let me hear. Let me speak to your mother, please. Yes, hello. Waddle doodle dadum. All right, I got to go. Uh, good morning, good morning. Uh, Waddle doodle dadum day. Yeah, buddy, Grease, how you doing? I feel double bold. Yeah, I heard that. Hey, I got a new grip for you. Okay. It's called the Reeling in the Marlin. Reeling in the Marlin. Yeah, you lean back like you're reeling that bad boy in. Yep, man. you crank up on the side of the fuselage real quick. And yeah. Reel back again, and man, it's dice. Yeah, I like that reeling in the Marlin. Thanks, buddy. All right, hey, Grease, I got one thing to say about your show. Mm. It's Bravo Lingus. Bravo Lingus. Ooh. <laughs> All right, buddy. You have a nice day. Thanks. You're very kind. That's the highest accolade anybody can ever give anybody is Bravo Lingus. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Grease man. I'm listening. What's happening, buddy? Listen, uh, I uh, I wanted to let you know that I think we ought to have a you look just like a hog day. You look just like a hog day. Just like a hog. All right. Thank you, buddy. I got a little girl here who wants to say something to you, too. All right. Enjoy. Go ahead. Say it. Say hi, Grease man. Hi. Hi, honey. How are you? Go ahead, say it. Hey. You look just like a hog, Grease, man. You look just like a hog. Uh, how cute. Did you hear that, Grease? I heard it, and I'm I chuckled. buddy. That's all. I just wanted to say hey. All right, buddy. Talk to you. Yes, sir. You have a glorious day like today. Teaching little kids to say that. You better be careful. She'll be in nursery school, and the teacher will tell her to put her finger paints away, and the little girl look at her and say, you look just like a hog. And uh, she does have a, a bit of a beefy teacher, and she does fit. Uh, you know, that's all you need. Uh, I mean, being a teacher is hard enough without having little kids running around going, You look just like a hog. I mean, you know. Huh? Yeah, so we'll see. Oh, God. <sighs> Let me stretch just a second. Let me get that lower back to crack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. I got to it. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, could be worse. Uh, could be worse. Uh, it's 29. I don't want to crack my doodabs. 25 minutes before uh, 10 o'clock with the grease. 25 before 10. Uh, take a look at the messiest job you got. Sometimes you can stand in your kitchen doorway. And you're almost... Terrified. Just keep repeating over and over. It's only a nightmare. Only a nightmare. You look at your sink and the grease has got the drain plugged in. You look at the scum between the refrigerator and the wall. You look at the stained carpets because everybody dripping their dripping their their goulash and onion dip on the way to the TV set. You look at the countertops. You look at the Crayola marks from the little yucca buck neighbors. Can you? Well, grab your GP66 Miracle Cleaner and charge! Well, no, one thing goes, remember one time we said at the Atlanta airport when these uh, had tornado warnings and all the flights got canceled for several hours uh, or delayed, and then they got canceled because everything was so backed up. And uh, people were sleeping on the floor. What a night. It was 98 degrees. Oh, man, it was a nightmare. And I remember I got to this hotel... 
And, uh, you know, I said, uh, can I uh, get a room? I said, sorry, rent of the last room. I said, oh, for crying out loud. This young couple. He said, hey, you're the grease, aren't you? Do you see what I want? I said, yeah, but, 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 but. He said, well, we got a room. Tell you what, it's got two double beds in there. If you don't mind, uh, I said, buddy, you are a lifesaver. I don't mind. Uh, honey, uh, bring us a couple of udach You want a couple of udach He said, yeah, la, la, la. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, he said, uh, here's a spare key to the room. We're in 504. I said, super. I really appreciate it. He said, that's all right. I listen to your show all the time. I said, neat, neat, neat. So, anyway, uh, he said, we'll be up there. Uh, Y'all just come on up. So, I said, I appreciate that. I said, baby, let's get something to eat. So, we went and had a couple of belts, had a nice dinner before we went up there. And I said, isn't it nice? You know, sometimes, you know, let's face it, it's a, a lot of pressure to be in at 3 o'clock in the morning. But sometimes being a boss junk pays off. People extra nice. He said, you know, sure does. We took the elevator up to 504. We walk into the room. I throw the door open. It's a little dark in there. The guy had the curtains drawn. And I thought, I guess they're not here. And then I saw two shapes on the bed, you know. I flip on the light. I said, honey, look, young love in bloom. <laughs> I sat down on the other bed. I look at the guy. He's got sweat rolling out his face, and his girl's just loving it. You know, he's like pouring the cold. Dude. I whip open the curtains. I said, look at this. We got a view in the pool. Threw the suitcase out of the other bed. Pop on the TV set. Ball game was on. Yeah, right. I said, honey, did you check the bathroom and, uh, and see if there's, like, extra glasses in there? I want to have me a double bourbon before we go to bed. I just walked right across their bed while they were said, excuse me. I'm over there, man. I said, yeah, let me see. Uh, I'm going to go to the ice machine a second. I'll be right back. I left the door wide open. Ran down the hallway. I can hear them. I'm all the way down the hallway, the ice machine. I'm here. I'm thinking, damn, damn. Hey! I'm walking back with ice. I tapped the guy in the shot. I said, hey, you want me to make you a drink when you get done? You be thirsty. You want a bourbon? Double bourbon, a little water? What about you, miss? Of course, she didn't answer me. What she did was look at me and say, her eyes like... <laughs> <laughs> I assume that means that uh, you would like one. Honey, could you call room? Excuse me, and I reached over them, and the phone was on their side of the bed. I had one knee on their bed. I said, hello, room service. It's 504. You set up some extra glasses. Well, wouldn't you know, that was a fast place. The guy knocked at the door. Room service, I said, come on in. The guy pushes his card in the room. And I said, where do I sign? Meanwhile, they're still just tearing it up. I said, look at these two over here. I whip back the covers. Man, look at that guy. Unbelievable. I said, all right, miss. You told me you wanted a drink, didn't you? I got a fresh glass. Uh, you want a stiff one, so to speak? I mean, drink. <laughs> just say when, lady. Say when. She didn't say when, and I'm pouring the bourbon in her glass. I said, say when already. She just looked at me and said... It is uh, five bucks, buddy. Thanks for coming. No problem. Room service guy pushed the cart out of the room. My honey went to the bathroom to freshen up, and I uh, I sat down on my bed, and I uh, picked up the telephone. 
got canceled. Uh-huh. Well, there was like clouds or something, like thunderstorms. Yeah, so we're staying the night. Uh, I covered the mouthpiece of the phone. I looked over at that other couple. They were looking at me. I said, hey, do you mind? I'm talking to my mother. Can I have a little privacy, please? Dodge announces the hottest numbers of the year on the hot... As I remember the cruel, cruel in Zion. So far across the sea... You know, you don't know what rain is like, do you? You got no idea what rain is like, unless you've been to Viet. Because it would rain there for weeks, not just morning shower stuff. I mean, it would just keep coming down and coming down and coming down and coming down and coming down until I wanted to scream. Back in the days when the name on my uniform said Grease Manelli, but everybody knew me as Sergeant Fury. Well, that was a downer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that should hit with impact. Uh, Sergeant Fury! <laughs> Quang Tree, 1967. We were hunkered down, expecting enemy attack. You see, by day, we owned Vietnam. But by night, the VC did. They'd disappear, they'd melt into the landscape in the daytime. But at night, they'd attack. I was sitting behind my M60. Robinson had a BAR. Kalachecki and Shapiro both had sawed-off Model 12 Winchester shotguns. That was the great thing about Nam. They issued you an M16, but you could use anything you want, anything you felt comfortable with. A couple of guys had Wingmaster pumps. A lot of the fighting was done in close quarters, and you wanted to have a big slug. You see, one great thing about using a shotgun with slugs in it is that the VC would launch suicide attacks. Just send a wave of people. And they wouldn't stop. They'd just come man after man. And you'd have to cut them down. Because they wouldn't stop unless you cut them down. And if you set a big slug out, sometimes it knocked them down better than the 223. But we'd gotten word from intelligence that they were planning an attack that night. We put up concertina wire. We... Rigged the claymores. But we knew when they launched those attacks, some of them get through. And so we waited nervously. For what we were sure was going to be the nightmare of battle. Sure enough, at about 0300 there. Uh... Incoming! back and forth. Uh, cutting them down as fast as they climbed through the wire. Some of them got hung over the wire and I just let them have it. Yeah! I riddled the bodies as they hung from the wire in the hopes that it would dissuade others from running. But no, they still came on. Like lemmings to the sea, they ran. Uh, Shapiro stood up and said, I can't believe they're still coming. And he started firing that model as well. Yeah! Open that bag. Get it, get it. Get your head down, Shapiro. Fire in the hole. until we cut down the last one of them. And then just as quickly as they appeared, they disappeared. 
nothing but bodies. Nothing but the smell of cordite in the air. And then they were gone. We leaned back and I... Looked around, fortunately, a couple of wounds, but nobody screaming for a corpsman. No, we must have blown away 75, 80 V.C. that day. I said, all right, daddy foxholes, drag him in, bag him! Afterwards, DiLorenzo came up to me and said, Sarge, why do they do that? And I said, haven't you heard? Our intelligence tells us that... They got a commanding officer over there that gets them hopped up on drugs, uh, gets them wild-eyed, uh, and convinces them that they're bulletproof, of all things. Uh, and so they have a ceremony. They beat their breast. Uh, he convinces them they're bulletproof, and they come running at us. You notice some of them didn't even carry guns. Some were just holding knives and pointed sticks, and they charged into our machine gun fire, thinking they were bulletproof. And that's why they keep on coming until you actually cut them down. They have no fear. De Lorenzo shook his head and said, wow, that is sure weird. I said, yeah, I got to find out that commanding officer's name. Uh, Shapiro said, why, for after the war retribution? I said, no, I want to offer him a job in my used car lot after the war. I mean, that would be something, right? That guy is unbelievable. Dodge announces the hottest numbers of the year. Squad car running my radar. Got to pass out a ticket or two. Looking for a good one, hoping that they'll all run, because that's what I love to do. I got my CB on, and the truck is a-cussing, and everybody's talking about me. So put the pedal to the metal and speed on by, because I love to run code three. Well, I love to cut my red lights on and make my siren yay. I love to tell the dispatch that I'm a-riding fast as hell. Well, you're thinking mighty foolish if you think you're gonna outrun me. So go ahead and make my day, cause I love to run code three. Sergeant's gonna be so happy when he sees all the work I've done. I got 15 tickets at a DWI and I ain't had to use my gun. Well, I'm probably gonna get a promotion and they'll probably put me on TV. But until they do, I'll be watching for you because I love to run code three. Well, I love to cut my red lights on and make my siren yell. I love to tell the dispatch that I'm running fast as hell. Well, you're thinking mighty foolish if you think you're going to outrun me. So go ahead and make my day because I love to run code three. Well, I love to cut my red lights on and make my siren yell. I love to tell the dispatch that I'm running fast as hell. Well, you're thinking mighty foolish if you think you're going to outrun me. So go ahead and make my day, because I love to run code three. So go ahead and make my day, because I love to run code three. 16 after 8, the grease man nailing them and jailing them at the Mega Mobile. A true story. And I, oh, I got fired back in the strike, you know, so they blew me out of there, but they had, uh, they had just cause in my case. Just cause. Well, it was, it, was, it was an accident. I swear it was an accident. You see, I, I was pretty close friends with this pilot, uh, 
And uh, before I was supposed to go on shift, I was standing down on the tarmac talking to the pilot. And, uh, uh, you know, we were just uh, swapping stories. Uh, then uh, he had to blast off. So uh, I waved to him as the plane turned around. And I don't know, it must have been the exhaust from those jet fumes or whatever. Uh, but I was standing there sniffing them things. By the time I got up to the control tower and put on my headset, uh, one of the pilots called in and said, uh, Control, this is uh, Blauman Airlines 189. Request permission to land. Only thing I could muster myself to say was... Fly, fly. He said, uh, Come again, Tower. Blauman 189. Beg uh, your pardon, Tower. Uh, Asking permission to land. Black You see them jet fumes? got to my brain. Black And while I wanted to give him the altimeter and the vector, all I could say was, I'm ready to go. When I put him on, I'm a cool daddy-o. Black Well, since it was a casual time, a lot of the other controllers were out to lunch. Black I was the only one on duty. Consequently, there was a disaster. See, because I... I couldn't give the guys the... The information they needed. Everybody was flying on instruments because we were socked in. I'm ready to go. When I put them on, I'm a cool I started playing the air guitar right there in that room. And it really was a psychedelic room. Barely lit at all. Radar, the green light bathing my face, highlighting my buck marks. Pilot came back on the radio and said, Control, I demand a rational answer. Control, I need my altimeter setting. Control, what is the vector to your uh, airport? news i wanted to give him the data but i couldn't do it is it control i'm not sure where i am repeat not sure where i am i'm ready to go when i put him on i'm a cool daddy once again i started playing the air guitar is it plain load cattle got closer and closer my fingers were working frantically. My eyes were bulging. Almost primarily, a scream came from my soul. I'm ready to go. When I put them on, I'm a cool daddy. And uh, clear to land. It's the Grease Man Show on DC 101. I can't sell my mama short on loving me. Maybe that's why she let me go so far. Mama tried to teach me ways of living. Still, I had to go and steal that car. Well, she told me not to smoke it, but I did, and it took me far away. And 
I turned out to be The only hell my mama ever raised Well, I pulled into Atlanta Stolen tags and almost out of gas I had to get some money Lately I'd learned how to get it fast Those neon lights were calling me And somehow I just had to get downtown So I reached into the glove box Another liquor store went down Precious memory Take me back to the good old days Let me hear my mama singing Rock of ages clap for me She tried to turn me on to Jesus But I turned on to the devil's ways And I turned out to be The only hell my mama ever raised Put them handcuffs on me, Lord, how I fall to resist. But they just clapped them tiny till that metal bit it to my wrist. They took my watch and my billfold, my fingerprints and the profile of my face. And then they locked away. The only hell my mama ever raised. And I said, precious memory, take me back to the good old days. Let me hear my mama singing. Rock of ages, clap for me. She tried to turn me on to Jesus, but I turned on to the devil's way. And I turned out to be the only hell
still feels so right. It's just as good today as back in our new days. Yeah. I remember one day at Yankee Stadium, I was selling hot dogs, and I happened to be right over the Yankee dugout. Mickey Mantle came running in, and uh, I said, Gee, Mr. Mantle, I've admired you for years. He said, Thanks, kid. And he took off his cap and he handed it to me. I dropped it like a hot potato. It was all sweaty and ooh. Back in the new one day. We had a ball. Nice on the morning ball. You gotta limit yourself now. Limit yourself, son. You can't be wailing away unduly. <laughs> you got it. You can't be wailing away unduly. <laughs> I'm going to anyway, despite what you say. Oh, yeah? You gonna be wailing? <laughs> I'm gonna be wailing. Where are you? You home now? I'm at work in my office. Yeah, can, you, can you lock the door? I can lock the door. You can just kick it shut, huh? I can, I can. <laughs> you can just kick it shut. You call your secretary and say, hold them calls. Uh, Unfortunately, our secretary is a man. <laughs> uh, well, you just tell him, well, then he'll understand. Say, Bonnie, hold the calls. I'm going to be wearing on the way. <laughs> he'll know exactly. He might be peeking in the window down below doing the same. He's a little Rennie. He's a little, uh, a, li- a, little a, little, a little, a little two-level action. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your wailing. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Chris. You bet, Bonnie. One-on-one. Hello. Yeah, I'd like to ask you one question about sure. Hanoi James. Yeah. We were so in the right. How come we never passed the Declaration of War? Yeah. Oh, you're a you're a Hanoi Jane fan, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> but we had certain commitments we made to the Vietnamese as a whole during the Second World War, who helped us defeat the Japanese. That we-